Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hetty coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. On ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to bring the gospel to every corner of the earth. Whether you are a princess walled up in a palace in Dubai or a housewife in Yorba Linda, California, Jesus will meet you where you are. So find um, I hope we find some interesting content. We have pastors, worship bands, books, um, all of our previous content, including Andy's Fearless Man podcast and articles that I write for the Christian Post. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way um, and would like to partner with us, you can click the Donate Now button. Perfect. I like the prince, uh, princess in a palace in Dubai. No. Yes. Oh. Do they have palaces in Dubai? Yes. Wow. Many. Do they? Yes. Who knew? I've never been there. Well, most houses of of wealthy um, Emiratis look like palaces. <laughs> <laughs> Here we call them mansions. Yeah. No, oh, gotcha. All right. Well, and also they're royal family members. Uh, I got it. Hey, Cindy, nice to see you. Hi, Cindy. And Lisa from California. Yes. Just like us. It'd be super awesome if you could like, subscribe, share, click the bell to get our notifications for when we go live, because it's kind of unpredictable. So if you click the bell, hopefully you will get notified. And if any of our students from our uh, class on Tuesday afternoons is watching, you make sure you better comment. You better say hi. All right. We're reading from Charles Spurgeon morning by morning. And um, it's a goodie. Uh, as a matter of fact, we um, will be going straight into Jim's. You're, you'll take Jim's okay. because it explains a little bit more about this very first part for March 24th. Uh, and the reference is Hebrews 5-7 from the King James Version. And this portion of that verse says, he was heard in that he feared. And it's dot, dot, dot. So it's telling us that there's a, there's a portion Other there stuff. that's missing. Yep. So we'll get to that uh, at the end. Charles Spurgeon says, did this fear arise from the devilish suggestion that Jesus was utterly forsaken? There may be tougher trials in life, but being utterly forsaken is certainly one of the worst. Satan says, look around. You don't have a friend anywhere. Your father has closed his heart of compassion to you, and not one angel in his courts will stretch out a hand to help you. All of heaven is alienated from you, and you are completely alone. Just look at your closest friends in whom you have confided the sweetest counsel. What good are they? Son of Mary, look over there at your brother, James, your beloved disciple, John, and your bold apostle, Peter. See how the cowards sleep while you are experiencing such suffering? Look, you have no friends left in heaven or on earth, and all of hell is against you. I have roused my demonic den from all regions, summoning every prince of darkness to come against you tonight. Can you imagine the devil said this to you? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We will spare no weapons and will use all our devilish might to overwhelm you. What are you going to do? You are utterly alone. Oh, man. Perhaps this was Christ's trial. Apparently it was. For an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Removing the fear, he was removing the fear. He was heard in that he feared. Thus, he was no longer alone, but heaven was with him. 
Perhaps it is also the reason he went three times to his disciples. Backwards and forwards, thrice he ran, as if he sought some help from man. Uh. This is a poem, I guess, written by Samuel Hart. By doing so, Jesus would see for himself whether it was really true all had forsaken him. Yes, he found his disciples asleep, but perhaps he gained some comfort from the fact that they were sleeping, not because of treason, but from sorrow. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. In any case, he was heard in that he feared. Jesus was heard during his deepest suffering. Dear soul, you will be heard as well. Amen. Hmm. Let's understand this word, why Spurgeon used the word fear. Our verse today has a much more accurate rendering in NIV. Quote, he was heard because of his reverent submission, as opposed to the KJV saying in that he feared. Of course, Spurgeon had access to relatively few translations in his day, or perhaps this particular devotion would be quite different. It should remind us of the importance of the underlying meaning of each and every word. Jesus was fully God and fully man. As man, he experienced the same temptations we do. But being afraid would indicate a lack of faith. And since everything that does not come from faith is sin, as God, he could not have been afraid. He himself said, don't be afraid, just believe. The word fear is used many times in God's word to describe reverence and submission. For example, fear the Lord your God, serve him only. And that's from Deuteronomy 6.13. Jesus submitted to his father's will, going to the cross on our behalf, and therefore he was heard because of his reverent submission. In the same way, the Lord hears our prayers when we reverently submit to him. Mm. So this is this is deep. Can I yeah. start off? Okay. Of course. Well, it's I it really hit me like a ton of bricks that this that him going back and forth to the disciples was demonstrating for us that you can go to people that are your closest people. It could even be your best friends that you've known for years. And or it's, it could even be a spouse that people will disappoint you and that you don't run to man in your greatest, in your darkest moments, that you run to God and he will send an angel to strengthen you. In other words, it's it's the heavenly support that we really should seek in our darkest moments. Um, because and it's and it's interesting because oftentimes we're really blessed when our spouse especially you, you're super good at this, when we're having a difficult time and they're consoling. But just male and female natures don't make them necessarily compatible in that sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Women can be a lot more emotional. They're sensitive about things that men aren't sensitive about. And so this is, I think, even a calling in our everyday life that you really need to hit the ground, you know, uh, in prayer, that um, it's really God that could lift the darkest of times from us and that we need to remember that, that it is really that heavenly support um, that will take us to a place that, that place of peace and of rest that no human being can take us. Absolutely. That was good. Yes. Okay. I was going back to yesterday's because we weren't on yesterday, but we did read it. <clears throat> And um, there was the part here of the, the drops of blood falling. Yes. Uh, that's from the, as, the, uh, Carrie gave us the word yesterday. He, 
Hematidrosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and during this time that during this devotion that we're reading, it was during that period of time uh, of, that, of his uh, angst yes. was so much that he was sweating blood. Um, and I'm trying to think if I've ever been... I mean, I think the time I've shared this before. So those of you that are listening for the first time, um, I, there were, I, I tell a, um, a little bit of my background that when I was in my early 20s, first becoming a police officer and I happened to have a gun and uh, I thought that maybe I shouldn't live anymore. That that was pretty that was pretty bad, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I that I went all the way to the point of putting the gun up to my chin or my mouth. I can't remember which one I actually put it in, but uh, either way, it was going to do some. It was going to do what I expected it to do. But I don't even think that that is even anything close to what Jesus was going through. And at the time, I was all alone, and and my strength came from uh, what's her name again. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Struthers, yeah. uh, who was on a commercial about uh, Ethiopians and feeding the Ethiopians, that I was able to at least get some strength from that, from well, that the sense. Her. Yes. And that was a Christian project. Right. So. That he sent that message. Yeah. And there was nobody else that I could have turned to. No human being on the on the planet that would have would have either if I would have called one of my buddies at the time, I had a feeling they would have said, what are you, you're, you're an idiot. Like there would have not, there would not have been any consoling. Right. They would have slept. Right. I would have went and they would have said, shut up. And they would have went back to sleep, whatever they were doing. Exactly. Went back to work, went bad to, went back to drinking like a beer. story where you asked and your, your former spouse was like, well, it's just prostate. What are you so worried about? That's what I was saying about like men and women. Right. Like sometimes we just, we don't get it right. You know? Right. So, wow, it's, um, it, it was inter it's interesting because I, I, I can't, again, I, I grew up a, as a Catholic and I knew God existed. <clears throat> and the fact that I was able to take his message and turn it around without necessarily the fear that they're talking about in this devotional. But it was a, it was an understanding that that had been a message sent to me that, bro, yeah, this you have such a nice life. It's also, and I don't think it's just a commercial. It's a supernatural force. The, the Lord came down and met you. You didn't realize that's what it was, but that was Him. It's just a way of. I can think of a couple of instances um, when I was getting over my ex, and it was extremely difficult and no matter who I talk to nobody can console me even therapy for a year mm -hmm. um but the words that the lord told me put my heart at rest there was it, I, it was only in prayer and he, and the lord speaking to my heart a wisdom that I couldn't come up with in a million years by myself and none of my friends came up with it they were words from him Mm. And it was, uh, it, it's a supernatural um, meeting. It's a supernatural meeting of, of God where he comes and gives us peace and rest. When we earnestly seek him, he shows up. Yep. You know, and it's just a, 
I, I try to explain that to people who are not believers, um, that power that Christ has, uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the, the indwelling of God that can communicate in real time is like nothing. No friend, no parent, no spouse, no nothing. I, I just want to understand, maybe not understand is the right word. I just want to, um, I guess, clarify the fact that even though I was not walking with God. He was walking with you. You just weren't walking with him. But I recognized it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon I always no matter how many times I said I hated him and that I cussed him out and say, How can I believe in you when you allow these things to happen? All these times that I've done that, and yet he would still say, Oh yeah, here I just saved your life. Here I when just When I was yet a sinner, he loved me. <laughs> I did not love you first, but you loved me first. That's just the nature of God. But it's almost like um you know, when my daughter, uh, Ray, her and I can kind of get into it every so often about something. Um, and then I'll just like, I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll be driving in somewhere and I'll be staring at her, you know, not staring at her while I'm driving, but I'll be looking at her like this. And, you know, and she's like, you know, with her face like this. And then I keep looking at her and then she starts, she smiles like, why do you make me laugh? You make me laugh even when I'm mad at you. So it's kind of like that same thing that, that God is like, Look at you. You hate my guts, but look at what I did. You know, you you for. I don't want to say forsake, but maybe I did. Is <laughs> that sounds strong? Sure. And yet there he was again. Amen. You know, and I. So now I have a question. How is it? It's so it's so sad that that there's people that don't see that. How how is it that some of us see it and others don't Grace. don't have the hope it's, grace. Hmm. it's God's grace. You know, he, he predestined us based on his foreknowledge. And then he justifies us, sanctifies us, glorifies us. Mm. It is all in his hands. It's nothing. It's nothing we have other than giving him our heart, you know, loving him, but you weren't even loving him at that time. No, that was just his predestination to draw you closer. He wasn't going to allow you to kill yourself. But I recognize the the timing of it all, the message that was sent, everything. It, there could have not been, it, it couldn't have come a second later. Ooh, and the only reason, you know, and the only reason that, that it impacted me is because of what the the perfect. It couldn't have come sooner. It couldn't have come before that. It had to come at that second, or else it wouldn't have connected. Yes. But I recognize that that only God could do that. Even though I wasn't walking with God. My experience is that. Wow. Oh, I almost, uh, almost, almost hit me there. Uh, <clears throat> um, you can have me on the- Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I fell asleep while waiting. Hello. Hi, Kate. Yeah, but God, God woke you up in the nick of time. <laughs> Cindy says. A guy called inquiring at the church that was telling me that he came to Christ when he was at his bottom alone. No one to go to but Christ and only true salvation and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit changed him. Amen. Wow. wow. That's awesome. And Lisa saying she had to literally learn to stop asking why. Why me? Yeah. <laughs> why now? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, uh, 
I don't know. I, I that's just not one of the questions I, I have. I have a lot of questions, but it's just not that. Um, I guess maybe because my my coming to Christ was so supernatural, so radical. Uh, it makes me not question it. Mm. I guess. But you all who have had Christian upbringings of one sort or another, um, I guess that that takes you more by surprise. Why me? Why now? You know, why in this way? You know, why not then? Why? Why is it? You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's more. Um, it's more relatable to your lives. But then when it happens in such a dramatic way, when you're drawn so close, it's like, whoa, why did he choose to? do that with me <laughs> yeah I don't know, but we're blessed nonetheless <laughs> so i also wanted to bring up this other point i had um um muslims who uh want to refute the deity of christ they say oh if he was god how could he hang on the cross and if, if he was first of all why is a son would god hang him and then why does he say oh god why have you forsaken me and that question is the result of not understanding that when um, God, when all, when God, uh, Jesus agreed to carry all the sins of mankind, and mm -hmm. at that moment was then dressed in all the sins of mankind, uh, God turns His face from Him because He is reflecting all the sins of mankind, and then that's when He's ultimately killed. The body is killed oh, and the wow. spirit goes. So at, at a cursory reading of it, if you don't understand it, you would say, well, why would he say, I mean, why would God forsake him? And he's like, it wasn't forsaking him ultimately. It was turning his face so that that his destiny to carry all of our sins would be completed. Hmm. Because, because seeing Gethsemane, God rescues him. So he's in deep despair. He's in uh, agony over what's about to happen. And they send an angel, lift the agony so that he could proceed. But once he was on the cross, they couldn't, they didn't, they couldn't lift the agony. The deed had to be completed. So, he, so God has to turn so that he can ultimately be sacrificed for the sins of mankind. Only to rise again, of course, but mm. for that crucifixion to be complete. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that. <laughs> right? There's a lot going on in my head right now, yeah. too. What kind of period of time was that? That was maybe a few hours? When? On the cross? From the time that he started to... In Gethsemane to the cross? Mm -hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, but I think it's about a day or two. Mm. Because he has to have the trial. Oh, okay. And then he has to carry the cross, which took a while. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's saying, I also mean, <laughs> in general, practicing to not think and ask God why for everything. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, Cindy's saying, haven't had a case of the wise either. Coming from Judaism and a crazy life, grateful for a supernatural intervention in my life in spite of my mess. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe it's a conversion thing. Maybe when you come out of one thing into Christianity, there's less of a why, um, especially when it's dramatic. Mm. who knows who knows i mean if he can soften my heart he's amazing god that's pretty terrific god is pretty 
<laughs> I mean, I, I can see that he would be able to create the Grand Canyon and planets, but softening my heart it was was not one of those miracles I ever thought, saw him do. I I was just <laughs> I was just thinking the other day. I walk I walked back into Brugger's Bagels. Oh yes, uh, okay. yeah, and Peter. and uh, Ray yeah. Ray, my daughter was with me, Patrick, um, and from outside walking into Brugger's, I could see he was sitting in the same seat that he was before, waiting for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> but if not, you God would send another. But I didn't. I I walked in and there wasn't even a hesitation. He he kind of looked up and saw me and he got this big smile on his face, almost like a Labrador retriever that sees you when you've been gone for a couple of days. It's a dog do. analogy. I'm, I'm known for the dog analogies. Yes, true. Uh, not that he, you know, now he yeah. made me think second thing, but no, he was like so happy. Like he saw me, like his eyes got all bright and oh. I just like, I went, I said, the, I said, are you hungry? And he said, yes. I said, what do you want? And he says the usual. And I looked at the girl and she goes, you're going to get him another sandwich. I said, yes. And it was just like, bam, bam, bam. Aww. And my daughter didn't even blink. She didn't even. <laughs> and did she even ask you? No, no, she didn't even ask. She said nothing. Was that because she didn't care or because she just. <laughs> she like, it almost like she's like, well, of course he's going to buy me. Like, so, so that's, what, that's, a, that's what made it so weird. Like in the past, you would have thought she goes, wait, you're buying somebody a sandwich that you don't even know. And it's a homeless guy that I know that you really don't care for. No. And I think a little bit of it, the night before she and her friend Riley had uh, volunteered uh, for meals on wheels for yes. the homeless and had, uh, had, had fed the, the, the homeless just the night before. Yes. So it's just a little interesting thing, but I was so shocked. This uh, and again, like anybody who's watching the first, this has nothing to do with me. You didn't mention Jesus this time. No, no. it was it was too too quick. Too bang bang bang. He he knew he but knows he knows. No, but this is an opportunity for you to strike up a conversation. Now. I did. I would have if Ray wasn't there. Uh, we were in a uh, a pretty not a significant conversation, but we were talking about cheerleading and our friends and. Yeah, and, and in conversation, yeah, she likes to talk, so it was a little bit. It was time for us to to talk, yes. and while doing that, feeding the homeless, <laughs> super dad, <laughs> at least one guy. Uh, um, says, so the past few days of devotionals have caused me to meditate longer after my prayer. So blessed. Mm. Yeah, they have been really beautiful. Just this, just this concept of Jesus's suffering. Uh, becoming real, becoming, um, and in this new way today, practical about not looking for consolation from people, ultimately, that the consolation comes from God was also very impactful. Mm. And Lisa saying, oh, off topic, Andy. Uh, what am I doing wrong here? Can I do it? She sent you a dog question. Oh. To your personal Facebook message box, if you can answer, great. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. You, if you saw his unread messages on Messenger, I think there's like 275. <laughs> I'm uh, equally as bad with uh, these messages. Um, what um, do you know? Oh, hold on. Sorry, looking. I don't, I don't see the dog question. Oh, here. Oh, 
Is it possible to train a Pomeranian who's two and a half years old to stop barking when you leave or stop barking at all? And what about the one that's a baby under six months? Can you get them to stop barking? I said, I got any permission. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, welcome to Falco K9 Dog Talk, is what I used to call the, <laughs> the other show. Uh, Pomeranians, Chihuahuas, um, some of the other poodles, some of the oh, other, especially the toy breeds. Thing. Yeah, one of one of the reasons one of the reasons that they they bark and are just up, you know, they're obnoxious dogs is the best word I could put. I was going to call it say it something else. I was going back in time in my old my old flesh pain in dogs <laughs> is because of the way that we deal with them when they're doing that. Um, and I not know. I don't know if this is the dog's history, or if you've been doing this or not. But you quite often, little dogs, when they begin to bark, the the you tendency is to pick them up, like babies. Uh, yes, makes babies cry too. <laughs> it's the same thing. You pick up a baby every time it cries. It'll yeah, continue crying. Or it could be that something else happens. You do something. The barking causes you to do something. Sometimes it's it's negative. But yet to the dog, that's they, they're, they're just as happy with negative reinforcement as they are happy with positive reinforcement. You're reinforcing the bark. So that's kind of how it is caused. So to reverse it is that you need to do the opposite. And this is really, really hard. And that is to ignore the dog when they're barking. Pretend they don't even exist. Don't, don't yell at them. Don't push them. Don't kick them. <laughs> Definitely don't yeah. pick them up. Don't throw them a treat to shut them up. And it's hard, I understand, is that you wait until they stop barking. The moment that they stop barking, oh, what are you doing? Hi. And you give them uh, acknowledgement or you give them the thing that they like, um, which is attention um, when they're quiet. Now, this will take time because what's happened when you're going to give them attention, they start to bark. As soon as they start to bark, you go back to ignoring them. See yeah, what I'm saying? So you have to you have to reverse, reverse it, and it takes and listen to me. It takes four to six weeks to change a behavior, especially one that is pretty ingrained with these little dogs, which is barking and being obnoxious. So Great. that's the uh, that's the general solution for that kind of thing. Fantastic. Um, Are we going back to scripture. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I saw Lisa said not now. <laughs> <laughs> So Hebrews 5, 7, this is the NKJV version. Mm. So it's he who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. And so the next line says, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So again, going back to the instance in Gethsemane, he has this deep anguish. He goes to his friends, his disciples, stay awake. You have to pray for me. Oh, you fall asleep. Goes back, comes back again. Are you still asleep? Oh my God, what is wrong with you? And then comes back and goes back. And he's still, they're still asleep. And he's in this deep anguish. And in that running back and forth, he's learned, I can't look to them have to look to the only one who is able to save me and in that obedience the angel came and comforted him and he learned that obedience through that suffering it's the same thing with us mm. and so it, it's a great point to remember 
that if you are a Christ follower and you have very significant relationships in your life and you are going through a significant trauma and they disappoint you, that could be because God is drawing you to him. It's so important to remember so that we don't get mad at the other people and be like, oh my God, what a worst, what the worst friend is. It, you know, what a, what a terrible friend they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's instead God saying, no, don't look to them. Look to me. That's so beautiful. Yep. It's really helpful, I think, for our relationships. Too. I think it's important to know that Jesus had to be reminded. Exactly. Too. It's like That's what's so amazing about this lesson, you know, is that he was he it was crying and and crying out in tears to him who was able to save him from death. And was heard because he had godly fear, but he had to learn obedience to the things that he suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke twenty two forty three, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. This is Luke's version of the same story. Um, Matthew twenty six forty one, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is what Jesus says to the disciples when he finally gives up on them staying awake. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. This is good. It seems like the devotionals have gotten to be a little bit more advanced lately. Is that, no? Is that not the right is way to put it? It seems like the devotionals have gotten a little bit more advanced Well, this is in its, in its yeah. depth. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Um, do... Where are we at? Uh, there. Hedy explains things so well and helps me so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Cindy's going back to the dogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a Chewini schnauzer uh, that will not bark, bark ever, but the little golden puppy is learning not to bark. Mouth jump potty. Hello, a dog life in our house. I don't uh, understand that. Do you get it? There's just a lot of shenanigans going on at the at the at the Hauser House. <laughs> <the> Hauser House. <laughs> I've been where I only look to Jesus from an alone place. Yes, Amen. Um, but I just have heard so many um, <clears throat> stories and examples of people that get very, very upset and disappointed um, at friends that they think um, should have done more. Mm. And so I think that this is just an important lesson to realize that that may be God doing that so that you turn more to him rather than to people. Right. And Lisa saying, me too, Cindy, lately more too. Good devotional, Cindy said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I like my, I like, I like my friends, my, my men's Bible study friends. And I think I could depend on them for certain things, but they all have wives and jobs and kids. Right. And, um, you know, if I needed to move something, they'd probably come over. Well, so, so what I mean, <laughs> I needed to move something. No, okay. I mean, that's not God doing that because he he's going to move your furniture. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a different kind of disappointment. That you could probably get upset if people don't help. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like in your example, you are, when you were at your deepest moment, mm. God supernaturally intervened. And in my deepest moments, they said nice things to me. 
They didn't disappear on me, but they couldn't give me the key. They couldn't give me the solution. They couldn't alleviate the angst. Only God could do that. And I tried to get them to alleviate the angst, but they couldn't because they, they, they weren't capable of um, giving me the words and the consolation that only God could give. Mm. They just weren't meant to. So that's the kind of pain I'm talking about. That's when you when you turn to them and say, you know, I I don't, you know, whether it's a sickness, whether it's, you know, a terrible sickness, God forbid, or it's a disappointment with, you know, a spouse or, and your children, you know, something that's just rocking you to your core. I called a good friend of mine who was extremely helpful, um, but it's not, it's just not the same as the solutions that God's that God provides. The answers, the the consolation he gives to our hearts, whether it's by um, an, uh, bringing that sense of supernatural peace or joy, or the words you get from him. Hmm. You know, I go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, there's a little bit of like there was a like a, a, a whining. <clears throat> a woe is me, you know, during that period of time. <clears throat> Why do these things keep happening to me? Nobody loves me. I can't believe she cheated on me. <laughs> you know, it was just all this wah, 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 wah. And <clears throat> it, was, it was God that gave me the strength that it was to, that, that I didn't need all these things. Those were, those were well, things. Mean, and, a, and a friend, a buddy of yours could have been like, oh, screw her, what does it matter? You know yeah. what I mean? He would have, I'm sure you could have found a bunch of guys that would have said that to you. You know what I mean? But that wouldn't have consoled you. But it was better presented no, in the way. No, God gave you a completely different answer. Hmm. He didn't say, oh, no, screw her, forget it, it yeah. doesn't matter. He said to you, look at your blessings. Right. Nobody said that to yeah, you. Quiet down. Yeah. Quiet down. Look. look. Look at what your life is. Come now I know you. why Lisa had me... <clears throat> brought up this dog situation it's the very same it's the very same thing you got you got a dog that's sitting and like look at me look at me help me be with me touch me feel me feed me whatever right and 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 then there's the this you get the silence to build the strength in the dog to understand that the strength comes in calmness and being relaxed letting the stress go and letting the dog know you have a really good life what are you barking about? yeah you got everything you need yeah. bro just cal just calm down yes when you calm down you will see how great things are you don't need to do all the yapping just quit your yapping, quit your yapping. <laughs> uh, uh lisa says she has stopped going to empty wells yes that's also mm. a good idea just to stop going to empty wells <laughs> And Sinu says she was disappointed at her parents when she was alone as a teen. Um, but then that did draw you to Jesus. Amen, sister. See, now she's Cindy's catching on what I'm, mm. what I'm trying to put down. <laughs> uh, Lisa, me too, Cindy, but I've accepted they could not give me what they didn't have. That's such an important aspect of forgiveness, too, is people can't give you what they don't have. Um, even my ex, I... People are, were, um, are often surprised that I forgave him and I, I had no ill feelings. And I was like, he did the best he could. He, he 
he did what he was taught to do. He, that's all he knew, you know? Um, and that's where forgiveness comes in is that you realize that some people can only do what they're capable of. Mm. Cindy said, Oh my goodness. Can you push that? Yeah, something, you get it weird on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have Jesus, people can't give you God's guidance and compassion or his healing. Amen. Yeah. I think that's what we've been talking to the kids about. Not even, not, not even just our kids, but even the kids at the, uh, the high school uh, is that, you know, you're going to be surrounded by people in your life and you may have these friends that you think are your friends that are, are, are going to disappoint you. Yes. They're either Inevitably. going to, yeah, at some point they're going to disappoint you. Either they're going to start dating your boyfriend or, <laughs> or they say something behind your back or you'll, you'll, you'll confide in them and then they share it to all the friend group or outside the friend group. <clears throat> and so that's what we've been telling them is that your, your strength comes from God. Yes. And then your family. And then we, we've been trying to, we've been trying to work with the family for them to understand that the family needs to, to be strong yes, uh, and be that, that place where any, any of us could go to share someday that we'll, we'll get there. (laughs) But you also have to understand that your family should be able to be honest with you too. Should be able to, unlike your friends, sometimes when they're honest with you, it makes you mad. But they shouldn't be honest at inappropriate times. Right, inappropriate times. Sometimes people just need to be consoled. Yep. Sometimes people just need love. Yes. That's what our kids tell us, too. Yes. Like, I don't need you to fix me. I just need you to love me. Just listen to me. Just listen to me and tell me it's mm. going to be okay. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. Therapists teach you that. Do enough therapy with your kid and therapist. Don't try to fix it. Just hear her. Are you hearing Oh, I've been, I've been getting so good at listening to Ray. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. It's about a 15, 20-minute ride between here and where they go to school Yeah, in, in the car. Yeah, Ray, Ray did not take a breath between here <laughs> and there. And probably one of the first times I said very little. <laughs> at the very appropriate spot, I said something, and then I... I sh- I shut it again. There you I go. Shut, just like that dog, I shut my trap. There you go. Um, but I'm I'm learning. Hey, I'm look, learning. Cindy's preaching on forgiveness Sunday. Oh. Forgiveness is so important. It's such a. I've been listening to a lot of preachers talking about this whole demonic oppression versus possession thing, <laughs> and um, that is a cause for a lot of strongholds in Christian um, people's lives, and. So though Christians, for the most part, we believe don't, I mean, I, I think most people believe they, you cannot be a true Christian, a true spirit-filled Christian cannot be possessed by a devil because he's possessed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the Holy Spirit doesn't share, doesn't accept roommates. Um, <laughs> but he can create strongholds in your mind. And so it's called, it's deception. So it's deception of the enemy that tells you a lie over and over again, or that convinces you you should stay angry at a person. And that unforgiveness um, creates a stronghold that prevents you from walking in the fullness of Christ. Mm. Um, it's a really, really bad one. That's one of the top ones. So un- unrepentant sin, including um, unforgiveness, is something that creates really bad strongholds in people's lives. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad I've forgiven everybody that needs forgiving. <laughs> there you go. Almost. Almost. <laughs> so close. I, I uh, nah, it'll get us on a whole another discussion. I'm just, just some things that have been going on with, uh, you know, family uh-huh. and the kids' family. Uh-huh. That's not us. Uh-huh. How that's all been working out. Good, huh? Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see how 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 long it lasts. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. It lasts as long as we want it to. <laughs> but we have a common. We found a common, kind of a common enemy, at first that we could focus on and not uh, each other. There you go. I'm talking about the, the the kids' mom, by the way, as if you didn't know. Um, that I think that helped us redirect our energy, and then then we're able to kind of come to some agreements on some important subject matter. Uh, so I think just it's have to accept people where they're at. Kind of like God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Sorry, I spoke off the mic there for a second, but uh, we love you guys. Let's see one more comment Thank there. You. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's face says it all. Yeah, those on the podcast can't see that face. Yeah. That amazing, beautiful face. Yeah, all, all right, my friends, we love you guys. Thanks for sharing these very deep devotionals. Um, it yeah. uh, it causes me to freeze up a little bit, but thank God I do these with Hedia now. <laughs> I don't know what you I would have done. You would have thought of something. I would have made some stuff up. God would have given me something. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Have a great uh, beginning and end to your weekend. (laughs) God bless. Bye. Bye.